the Mel Gedroyd Podcast. Hey there, it's Mel G, and this week on my podcast, we shall be talking about the orb. Yes, we're going to be talking about Vinyl Day. Plus, this is the big one. Bush is going to be opening the Brixham Festival in Devon. Yeah, if you like the sound of that, then do have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from one on Magic. There will be, ooh, more chat, mm, great songs, all that sort of stuff. Now, I know this is a dull question, Bush. Hello, by the way. Hello. Hello, love. Um, whatever happened to Tasmin Archer? I want to know. I want her back in my life. Yeah, where did she go? She had a brilliant song like that. Did she have any others? I don't know. Was there a sequel to Sleeping Satellite? Yeah, was there any other stuff about space or satellites that she did? A whole concept. Maybe she did a concept double album about space travel and, yeah. and the record company were a bit like, nah, it's not really, <laughs> really going to work, Tasmin. We've gone all space. We have. We've had a space start to the show. Haven't we? But why not? Um, Bushingtons. Now, listen. Last week... We discussed this idea of you having a sideline. You said you love your broadcasting work. We all love your broadcasting work <laughs> by Jiminy. But you would like a little sideline along the lines of a decking firm, a shed firm, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I have found not your sideline. Oh, okay. I really built that up as if it was going to be about you. Well, no, be, it's not. To it's be about fair, me. It's the, about me, Bush. The thing you did actually recommend for me to do last week was to get my own Zeppelin, which I didn't find very constructive. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I said it last week, and I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Zeppelin is the future of air travel. Right. Airships are coming back. Okay. I know that. I've researched it. Right, well, let's, let's see what you're going to do then. What's your sideline? Right. I found my sideline this week, and I had experience of it. I'm going to say to you this one thing. Carol Middleton, move aside. Okay. She runs a party business, doesn't she? The oh, whole Middleton yeah. family are involved in a party preparation business. Yep. I organised my mum's 80th last week yeah. with my sister. It was amazing. Wow. We were like soldiers. We were like troops organising some kind of ascent into somewhere. That sounds a bit vague. <laughs> What I'm saying is it was incredibly militarily organised and it yeah. went down very well. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I know I'm being smug, I do apologise, yeah. but it's the truth. I want to organise people's parties, I've decided. Are you saying from a party perspective you absolutely smashed it, Mel? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. We arrived with a bootload of bunting, jam jars, flowers, food, music, balloons, <laughs> everything in one boot... And we literally took us four hours, boom, there's the party, everyone had a good time. It's the way forward, Bush. I honestly think you guys must have been like rent a fate with all that stuff in the booth. That's amazing. Yes. Hello, Bush. Hello. Welcome to my world. Um, now, listen up. So, yeah, what do you. I know, Bush, for a fact that you've got possibly quite a big event next year happening in your life that might require a large party. Oh, yeah. So, what I'm saying is, mate, I'll give you mate's rates <laughs> and me and my sis will roll up. I've even got cling film, foil, blue tack, scissors, anything you need for a party. I love the fact that you've launched your own party planning company with your sister. Yeah. I I'm imagining your car, you know, like the way a gas fitter will go out to his van because he's got all the stuff hung up on the walls. <laughs> yes. See if you've got it in the truck. Is that what the back of your yes, car's like at the moment? It will be. 
Can you do catering? Did you cater in this yeah. party for your mum? We did a Polish buffet for about, well, I was about to say 60, that was a lie. 22 people. <laughs> that's, that's a good number of, like, uh, covers, as yeah. they call it in the industry. We did 22 covers, mate. Wow. But Polish buffet. And what, what's in a Polish buffet? Uh, so we had a lot of Polish salad, which is quite heavy and quite mayonnaise-y. We did loads of cold cuts. It was a cold buffet. Okay. Um, we did a mackerel pate, which isn't strictly Polish, but we threw that in there to, Ooh. you know, lighten it up a bit. That's, that sounds lovely. Yeah, a lot of beetroot, horseradish, gherkins. Oh, it was good, man. I love this. And um, would you be willing, what would be your travel radius in terms of parties you can organise for people? What, for, what you, Bush, for you, Bush, uh-huh. I, would, I would pretty much go anywhere. I just appreciate that. Thank you so much. That's lovely. So the pressure's on. If you don't book us, well, the friendship might be under some strain. Now, come on. What if I invited 150 people to my wedding? Would there be a problem with you and your Simply sister cooking? Simply not a problem. <laughs> and Actually, my, this is no word of a lie. My cousin down the West Country, she's a really brilliant caterer. Oh, yeah. So I think for bigger do's, we would uh, get her involved. Only family members. Love that, that you guys would go to... Would she get you into a cash and carry? I love cash and carries. Oh, I love a cash and carry. Because if you're in the industry, if you're doing party planning, you'd be we'll down the, the cash and we'll carry. We'll get the card. Get the card. Do you know, things like salmon are very, very good at the cash and carry. They salmon are. steaks or large beef steaks, beautiful. When I'm at the cash and carry, and if you go to a cash and carry, it really uh, whoa, is one of the best whoa, things. Whoa, 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 wait up. You've got a cash and carry card. I've been to a cash and carry because my mum and dad used to run an old people's home. So you've got the card. I think they've still got the card from back in the day. To me, a cash and carry card is more precious than a Nando's black card. (laughs) It can get you into some high places. Oh, Bush, I need to hear more about your cash and carry experiences. (laughs) Hardington. Hardington's. It's like Jean-Michel Jarre. What is the best ever stage show you've seen a band do, Mel? Best thing you've ever seen on stage in terms of lights and smoke and stuff? Ooh. It's not a podcast question, just generally want to know. That's really interesting, actually. I think it might have to be Underworld at Glastonbury Festival. Check you out. Yeah, they were great. They were really, really, really good. Dry ice, lasers? I, did, I was very, very far away. I was right at the other end of the stage, uh, of the field, where, you know, the pyramid stage. Oh, yeah. Couldn't see a lot, but it was tremendous. I've never been to life. Glastonbury. Do you think I'm ever going to go? Do you think it's me done? I'm too old for it now. Am I too old for it now? Don't I think me. wait till you're really addled and then go. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Wait till you're a massive casualty in your kind of late 50s and then go, I'm going to see the Orb on Friday. Are you joking? No. Really? Do you know something? This is the absolute truth. Uh, I'm going with my mate, Bry, who is a total Orb freak. We both were in the early 90s. Yeah. And um, I was on the website last night, the Royal Festival Hall, really sort of middle class, you know, sort of checking out, you know, theatre and all that sort of stuff. And I noticed that the Orb were doing a four-hour, a four-hour ambient house gig this Friday, and I went on, and there were two tickets left in the front row. Oh, my word. A8 and A9. <laughs> I got on the phone to Bry. He's got a new baby, so he, I couldn't get hold of him. But I said, Bryza, these tickets are ours, mate. I'm buying them. Wow, that you, is so cool. You better make yourself available. Yeah. Friday night, lads, kick off 7.30, finishes at 11.30. Four hours, though. Four hours of the orb, lads. I get really sore calves and lower back if I watch a band that I'm standing up for for even just an hour and a half. But you're going to be sat down through the whole We're, thing? This is what I said to Bryza. I said, mate... We're nudging 50, we've got front row seats, and yes, we will be sitting down. <laughs> That's amazing. Alex Patterson, who, you know, lead, lead, I won't say lead singer, whatever he is, lead of the orb, lead man in the orb. Leader of the orb. Looks, God, he looks quite different these days. I bet. Oh, he looks great, though. Great. It's going to be absolutely priceless. How many people are in the orb? 
Uh, well, it was always him and then another bloke. Yeah. Uh, but mainly him. Dr. Alex Patterson, he called himself. Uh, can't remember the name of the other guy. Looks a bit like the guy that did finger bobs. <laughs> they both now look very finger bobbish. In terms of roll neck jumpers and beards? Lot of beardage. Yeah. Uh, still trying to keep with the sort of trainers slash yeah. slightly trendy anoraki coat. Love that. But no, there's a lot of beard. Oh man, that would be so good. I love the idea of watching <gasps> keyboardy like computer bands play as well. Oh, it's going to be amazing. It looks like you because they're just on their computer, aren't they? It'd be yeah. like watching two blokes having like yeah. an IT problem each. Yes. Trying, trying to get the computers to work for four hours. <laughs> I'm so impressed with email. I, the orb were like well cool when I was growing up. It's a little fluffy clouds. Little fluffy clouds. Yeah. The skies are beautiful and it's purple and clouds. red and orange. It's going to be amazing, gang. So cool. I'll report back next pod. Um, let's get a question on for you, Mel. Come on, love. So, little fluffy clouds are just like laying there. Little fluffy clouds. <laughs> Lads, four hours, yeah? Are you going to be all right doing four hours. hours? Oh, hell yeah. I will be an absolute ruddy clover. I'll text you from the uh, from the gig. Let you know how it's going. Right, here's a question from our office. Come Which on. Which smells the best? Which smells the best? New book or library book? Oh, oh, never a library book. Seriously? I quite like library book smell. Oh, I don't. I always wonder where they've been. Really? Especially I... with a salty book, me which and my has rude used, material. Me and my brother used to be absolutely obsessed with library. Old books, like they were spell books for wizards. Oh, oh we, yes, we yes. I used to love that. Oh, because I'm thinking of a sort of 1970s paperback which has been uh, laminated <laughs> and is slightly yellowed. That's not a good smell. School dinners. <laughs> school dinnery smell. A kind of uh, pencil, wood pencil sharpening school smell. Yeah. That's not a good smell. I love the smell of a new book. I love new books. I love books. And new things in general. Just generally new yeah. things. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Thanks very much. We've answered that. <laughs> Melgy on Magic, now very, very exciting times in our studio. It's time for Bush's Red Letter Day. Bush, <laughs> Bush was literally doing oh. a physical warm-up. There's a little dance going on in the background there. Now, Bushy, tell me. What, what day is it today? What, why is it a red letter day? Mel, I think you're going to absolutely love this one. Uh, today is Saturday, the 22nd of April. Certainly is. World Record Store Day. <gasps> so good. Oh, oh, now, on a little tangent, uh, mm-hmm. Kate Tempest, who I love, is that poet. She's doing something big all day today to do with record stores. To do with, like, vinyl. I, don't, I know yeah. that my friend Jeff. You know Jeff? Jeff. Do I know Jeff? Do Jeff, I know Jeff? He collects vinyl. Of course he does. So he will be out and about today with his little backpack and laminated list of different record shops going from place to place buying vinyl. He so, loves it. So it's a day where you specifically go and buy vinyl and celebrate it from, yeah. from record shops. Record shops open their doors and people come in and drink coffee and listen to records. That's how oh, it should be. Oh, man. So I've got three amazing facts for you about vinyl. Good. First fact, Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, yes. performed by the Philadelphia Symphony Orchestra yes. under Leopold Stokowski, of course. was the first 12-inch recording released by RCA in 931. I thought that was Howard Jones in 82. <laughs> That's amazing. It was Beethoven's Fifth. There you go. First ever um, vinyl recording, Brazilian tycoon Zero Freitas. 
uh, has the largest vinyl collection in the world with a whopping six million records in his personal possession. Ooh. I wonder whether, you know, because some people like either colour code or alphabetise their records. I wonder what Zero Freitas does with That's all of his. That's incredible. Amazing amount of records. Imagine the amount of IKEA shelves he's got to oh. house all that. That's amazing. That's a lot of trabies. Isn't it? A lot, a lot of Billy bookcases. A lot of hacky. Yeah. Hackies. Hacky. You know, Hilkers. Hacky. Uh, third fact, most expensive record player in the world. A Japanese company has come up with a turntable that will help in keeping the vinyl in best condition. There are three versions of it, but you will need to spend at least $14,000 for the base model. Ooh. That's an expensive turntable. Because turntables are quite cheap, actually, now, aren't they, as they, they, are. as they go? Mm. Oh, I love a turntable. Love it. We really wish I had. Do you have any vinyl anywhere yeah, in your house? Yeah, loads. Do you? Yeah, I've got a big vinyl collection. Not quite on the scale of Zero Freitas's. I'm sure that Zero would lend you some. There's, there's something about hearing a tune on vinyl. I'm sorry, I'm sounding like an old git, but do you know what I'm saying? No, it sounds better. It definitely sounds, sounds better. better. mate. Why is that? I don't know. I remember CDs being all the rage, but now people are genuinely going back to vinyl, which is a good thing. Yeah, mm. I love a bit of vinyl. Love Super. It. Bush, that was that was informative, it was attractive, it was interesting, <laughs> and it was amusing. So well done, you've ticked all the boxes. Thanks, Mel. I was imagining myself doing some bike maintenance. <laughs> To to this tune. Bush, it was quite a good feeling. Really? I was oiling yeah. the chain uh-huh. and I was tweaking the spokes. Yeah. And it worked well for Did me. you have the bike upside down on the main table in your kitchen? Of course. Yeah. Up on up on the old saddle. Love that. You just ditched your head, mate. Have you gotten it? I was just um just that was a scratch that you scratch your head when you're thinking. Yeah, it's making me itchy now. Oh, I'm itching my nose. Don't have a little itch. Oh, no, do you oh, want to get back into it. the nits I know, thing? I know, I know. No nits. I know. Now, I hope your week has been knit-free, Bush. I need to say this. How's your week been? Oh, thank you, Mum. My week has been good, although I am panicking slightly. Don't know if you remember on this show a few weeks back, uh, mm-hmm. I was cock-a-hoop because uh, having grown up in Brixham in Devon by the yeah. sea, yeah. Uh, they have asked me about eight months ago to open their main summer festival called Brixfest. Oh, that is such an honour. It is an honour. It's like a huge thing. It's a big weekend of activities. When and is stuff it? Like. When is it? It's the May bank holiday weekend, so the 27th of May weekend, I think it is. Is that a bank holiday? I think it might be. Yeah. Yeah, there are two in May, aren't there? One at the beginning and one at the end. Yeah. So I think it probably is. Now, what does Brixham do specifically for this kind of thing? Does it have like a tradition or...? Well, it's like uh, loads of trawler racing. So people go out in their boats and race around. Oh. Uh, it's a bit like a party in Hobbiton from Lord of the Rings. Uh, there's lots of bunting, lots of uh, cake sales and uh, and Morris dancing and all oh. that kind of stuff. So I'm opening the actual festival on stage. Bush! I know, so this is a hell of a thing. So I was like, brilliant, great, I can do that. And we've done the press release and everything. I'm very, very proud of it. However, we're now getting to, down to like it being a few weeks away. Yeah, you've got and about, well, a month and a five month. days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got mm-hmm. a 25-minute set to do. I'm oh. on stage for 25 minutes. Oh, now, hang on. What am, what hang am I going to do? This has got a different hue on it now <laughs> for me. 20... 20- I thought you'd go up on stage with a pair of comedy big scissors, yeah. cut the ribbon mm-hmm. and shake the mayor or mayoress's hand. Exactly. That's what I thought I was doing. And then go off and, you know, hit the scrumpy. <laughs> this, my friend, is looking like a gig. Okay, so you want a tight five-minute intro yeah. on Brixham. Okay. And your experiences and the hilarious things that happen to you in Brixham. 
Hilarious japes that I got up to yeah. in Brixham. Then you've got to pad it out with some sort of Q&A bush. You reckon a Q&A? Q&A, mate, you can do 15. You can do easily a good spongy 15 minutes. So one of those ones where you take uh, questions from the audience in front. Yeah. Okay. How about, how about, uh-huh. as people come into the fate, there is a big sort of tombola type barrel. Yeah. And there are lots of questions um, in on pieces of paper. Yes. Sort of screwed up into little things and everyone takes one as they go in and then they ask you something. A bit like our podcast jar. A little bit like our topic pot, mate. Topic pot. Um, now, obviously, uh, Mel, you, you have a, a, an illustrious history on stage and screen uh, oh, in terms of dance and stuff like that. Do you think I might do any form of like interpretive dance yes. or some dancing thing? Do you think that would be quite good? That'll eat up a few minutes. If you've ever seen the movie Napoleon Dynamite, oh. when, he, when he dances on his own for a bit, I was wondering if I could <laughs> just kind of... Uh, uh, style it out for the last ten if I'm struggling. That would be so good, mate. I would pay. I would actually come down to Brixham and pay very, very good money to see you. Do That's that, exactly mate. the reaction I want from people. How about you get some Morris dancers up on stage with you and yeah. interview them? You're a very good interviewer, Bush. You need to interview people. Thank you, you. Right. You need to interview the top ten people of Brixham. Yes, top ten. Brixham top ten. Top ten. I don't know how you find them. Brixham's best baker, interview him, yeah. her. Brixham's best dancer, interview her, him. Fishmonger but, of the year. Br- right, it's a series of interviews. It's Andy Bush <laughs> live bringing his radio broadcasting <laughs> live on stage with live interviews. I've solved the problem for you, mate. You beauty. 25 minutes, easy peasy. And if uh, I start to struggle, I'll just stick a tape on and dance my way out of it. Dance off stage, we've, stage left. We've sorted it. <laughs> uh, right, do you feel happy about that, Bush? I do, I feel like I've got the basic sketch of a plan. Yeah, totally fine, mate. <laughs> If you can't get to the orb gig, this is essentially what it'll be for a few hours. <laughs> Four hours of that. It did say uh, the orb and electric friends, so you never know. Electric friends? They'll have got, you know, they might get youth from Killing Joke. He was always a big friend of theirs. Really? The KLF might have a little reunion. You oh never know. The KLF turning up, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Good, eh? 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 Ah, another book-related question. Yes, please. Do you use a proper bookmark or do you just dog-ear the page? That's a great question. Do you know what? I've I've thought on many occasions about buying a proper bookmark, but I wonder whether they make me into like a really old man or are they the things you buy from... You know, if you go to a shop... Uh, um, like Westminster Cathedral, or oh yeah, they've got like a it's like a laminated thin bookmark with like a tassel hanging off it. Oh, I love <laughs> those things made of wood. Weird? Yeah, made of wood. The body of it made of wood. Do you know what I've got as my bookmark, Bush? Oh, that's so nice. Look at that! It's a little postcard, uh, and it's one of Bush's paintings on it. One of my little pictures. Yeah, Garfunkel winding Simon up by pretending to walk down the stairs behind the couch. We've all done that. I love it. That's so nice of you to do yeah, that. I really so appreciate it. that's my current bookmark. Do you know, I am a woman of many bookmarks. I bet you are. I've got some magnetic ones. I've got a furry one. I've got an... Oh, no, it isn't ivory. It definitely not ivory. But it's ivory coloured. <laughs> I, I promise you I haven't got an ivory bookmark. That would be absolutely terrible. <laughs> I've got a wooden one. Uh, I've got uh, a Flintstones one. Wow. I've got a metal one. I'd like to, actually, i like to have a different bookmark for every book. Really? Almost. I quite like the idea of those bookmarks where you buy like a metal bulldog clip, but it's got a bendy light attached to the end of it. Oh, yeah. So you can read like a geriatric next to your sleeping partner. Well, listen up. You've got into camping of late. Big time. They're very good for camping. 
Really? Yeah, if you're reading when you're camping in your tent. Yeah. Having a little little light that bends over. I'm always intrigued as to what you're reading at the moment, uh, Mel. What's that? This is Patrick White. Uh, he's an Australian writer, and it's called Voss. And it's about... Uh, it's actually it's a little bit on the dull side, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, this wouldn't be good for a book club, obviously, <laughs> this chat. Um, it's about Voss, who's an explorer yeah. at the turn of the 19th century, going right. into the Australian bush. Okay, can I see the size of the text, the font? I'm always impressed by people who read small. It's quite small, quite isn't small, it? Quite small, yeah. And it's got your lovely card as the bookmark. I love that. So I, just I, thought, I thought I'd never read any Australian literature. Yeah, I don't think I've ever read an Australian Have book. Have you? Have you? Has anyone? No. No, Crocodile Dundee Choose Your Own Adventure, I think was the last thing I read down those lines. So good luck with Voss over there. It's, yeah, it's a little bit on the, uh, on the dry side. But thank you very much for asking. Did you hear me just uh, <laughs> rustling my papers? Okay. I, I, I'm always working, Bush. You know that. Always thinking. Always working. I love the way at the start of every show, Mel, you hate anything that is stapled, don't you? You destaple your entire pad of notes. I know. It's weird, that, isn't it? What is that? Is that you spotted that. You just don't like the stapling. Is that what it is? Know, you don't like being restricted? It's a little tick. It's a little tick that you've got oh, going on. It's a little weird staple tick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. You've, you've, you've sussed me. Rumbled. Now, this is all very well, all yeah. this frivolous... Soft chat. But I'm afraid that's about to end. Yes, it's Mel G on Magic. It's time for Tell Mel. You can ask me anything, but don't expect a soft reply. Hi, Mel. It's Alan. My daughter's seven and she wants to get her ears pierced. Why age do you think it's acceptable for kids to get their ears pierced? Alan, I would say it's extremely spoiling to give anything your child wants at this age. Age of seven? Hmm. Age of reason? I don't think so. Don't let her get her ears pierced until she's 77. Next, please. Hi, Mel. It's Ella. Um, I want to get a bird garden so that birds can land on it and eat and we can watch. But what do birds eat? Ella, you're confused. I'm confused. What is this bird garden that you talk about? Is it some sort of mobile lawn area that you want? placed in your garden. I don't understand what you're talking about. Is it a bird bath of which you're talking? Please make yourself clearer and get back in touch. Next. Hey Mel, it's Imogen. It's my birthday next week and I want to get a tattoo done. Whatever you say, I will get done. Right, Imogen. We were just talking about tattoos in the studio. You wouldn't have known that, but it's the truth. Andy Bush has four stars on his hand, and I would quite like three letters. I'm just wondering, Imogen, what you should have done. I think you should have something powerful done. I think you should have, possibly, the face of Valerie Singleton. She used to present Blue Peter in the 1970s. Look her up, get Valerie Singleton's face all over your stomach. Oh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Hear more larks and lulls and bants like that every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. The Mel Gedroyd Podcast. <laughs>